we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. Okay, I don't know. Don't, don't ever so bring so you guys around me. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I'm not really sure what I've done to you, Hello, everyone, and welcome back. I know it's been so long, but here we are once again on the Hot and Bravoed podcast. It is 2021. Thank God. Thank goodness. <laughs> truly, truly. You thought you lost us in 2020? Well, don't think you're so lucky because we're back, bitches. The Bravo <laughs> bitches are back to talk all things of the Bravoverse. Of course, it is me, your host, Eddie Estrada, and I'd like to welcome my new co-host, for the new show, which we're going to talk about. There's a new format. There's some little changes going on at Hot and Bravoed. Don't be worried. Armin is still part of the team, but we have a new co-host, and that is Matthew McFarland. Welcome, Matthew. Oh, Eddie. Hello. Good to see you. Um, it's so good to be here. Um, I'm very honored and feel very privileged to be on the podcast. Thank you for um, asking me to be a part of it. Um, and thank God we're back. Happy 2021, truly. It is honestly starting to be a happy 2021 because of Bravo. I really think that Bravo has gotten me through this last year and oh the God. pandemic. Yes. I mean, I don't know if not for the programming, if not for the ladies of the housewives, if not for Southern charmed, if not for, uh, I can't wait for uh, summer house is coming back. We, I don't know where we would be. I really don't know where we would be. Yeah. If you guys are wondering where we went, and why we're back and why it was so long until we were back. I got tons of DMs, tons of messages from all of you. Thank you guys for your love and support about where we were if we were gone. The, the 2020 got the best of us. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know about y'all, but it got crazy. I, you know, I know we wrapped up uh, end of October and since then, I mean, we had an election, we had Thanksgiving, we had Christmas, Taylor Swift dropped two albums that emotionally gutted us. Oh my gosh. Um, I don't know what y'all were doing, but we were in our pajamas, uh, just trying to get through to the end of the year. Um, but with a new year, I feel invigorated. I feel brand new. Um, there's light at the end of this garbage fire tunnel that was 2020. Um, so I think we're ready to, to bring it back to y'all. Yes, we are so ready to bring it back. And we're so sorry we were gone so long. And thinking of uh, speaking of things, not thinking of things, we're speaking things into fruition <laughs> in 2021. It's all about manifestation. Oh, my God. Uh, we actually both saw a psychic recently, a psychic medium. And you know how I always say that this podcast is sponsored by psychics i mean yeah not to go off on too much of a tangent but wow you guys like we were you know we we both um i went because my mom went and then i told eddie that he had to go because this woman was truly phenomenal and um i think she brought us back to life like i really do i feel rejuvenated and ready for the new year ready but, to go but we did have one little hiccup and one issue and we're asking for your help and yes. it's not a big ask no. But if you were following us before on Instagram, obviously at H-O-T in B-R-A-V-O-D, Hot and Bravoed, you might not be following us anymore. And there was a little glitch on Instagram. There's some drama, um, not drama, but like, you know how Instagram always messes up and ugh, just it's annoying. Um, 
you're going to have to follow us again. Just search Hot and Bravo. <laughs> follow us again. I mean, luckily the handle is still the same. Yeah. It's still exactly the same. No need to like have to search anything else. But research again. Follow us again. Because um, you need to get all the updates from us about what we're going to be covering for the next couple of months. Yeah. And we actually have a new Instagram fan, which we'll get into. I am dead. I can't believe that we're about to reveal this. But this is amazing. It was huge. It was a huge moment for us. Um, okay. So we want to talk about the new Hot and Bravo. Um, it's going to be a little bit different from what you guys have listened to before. So we used to do podcasts on every single episode of every single show, but there is so much that we want to cover and Mm -hmm. so much that we want to talk about. Mm -hmm. We don't want to flood your podcast, I guess, queue with all of our little small episodes. Um, And we want to make sure you guys get the full breadth of the Bravo experience because we're watching it all. You're watching it all. And we want to make sure you get every last juicy detail and gossip and bit that you can. Absolutely. So we are going to do weekly episodes one episode a week where we're going to cover everything now this episode's a little bit different because this is the state of the union the state of the bravo verse if you will yes absolutely um because the state of the actual union is very frightening and we want to take your troubles away and make you laugh make you giggle um so we're going to be covering uh so this is just covering like the new format and also we're going to just do like a state of how everything is all things bravo uh but then we'll be bringing you a episode weekly on friday so Mm -hmm. every friday uh check your podcast queue for uh the episode and our first one will be out this friday yeah so we'll you'll get it everything that you're watching we're watching it all as well this state of the union we're just going to focus on the housewives because we have a lot to cover with all of the housewives so you're not going to get southern charm you're not going to get blow deck you're not going to get summer house yet but don't be worried don't be worried it's coming soon it's coming um happy monday by the way you're listening to this on a monday Mm -hmm. um and uh you're lucky because you'll have two episodes this week you'll have this one then you'll have the uh first new hot and bravo episode on uh, friday oh my gosh i'm even excited for two episodes this week it's like a treat to be able to do it twice a week and i'm so happy to be doing it with you matthew thank you so much for joining officially the team it is my uh, it's my honor i feel so good to be here um you know the housewives um and your coverage in the past have uh really uh, brought me out of the dumps constantly so i'm glad to be uh joining the team and glad to be uh helping you out any way i can yeah you were a guest and you just you know rose to the level I of clawed my way up the motherfucking really, ladder truly did friend uh, of to now true yes like, oh my god i was your- <laughs> marlo and now i am cynthia bailey oh my god it is the best you went you became from friend of to you know full-time cast member wow hey you know only the best of the best right so hey well let's think about someone who might be coming maybe a full time this was wild like when you sent this to me uh the other day i thought it was not real i didn't believe you i had to check it myself um but this is insane that we have we've made contact with uh you know her royal highness (laughs) truly truly um okay so like we said our new instagram is our old instagram just we don't have anyone following it just a new page it's just a new page. Still has the same handle and all that. So don't worry. Just follow at Hot and Bravo. And I'm going to plug it a million times. <laughs> but we had someone who found us and liked and commented and is already supporting the new Instagram. And that is none other than new Beverly Hills friend of Kathy Hilton. Kathy Hilton, you guys. This is not a drill. This is not fake news. This is real. Um, I couldn't believe my eyes. I truly could not. We like, I, I the image was floating around of her doing her first confessional look and like doing her first confessionals for the show and obviously blew up and I was like, okay, I'm taking this photo. I'm going to make it something funny. So I think I wrote something like us, you know, y'all waiting for our first episode of 2021 for Hot and Bravo. And I just tagged Kathy in it because, you know, why not? Everyone else is. Who loves a good tag? Yeah. You know, 
And not only did she comment and like that photo, then she went and liked the new photo that we are coming back for Hot and Bravoed, our first post on our Instagram. So if you guys want to be in the know with Miss, Miss uh, Kay Hilton, uh, Queen Extraordinaire of Truly Beverly Hills. Yes. Uh, someone I'm very excited to see on the new season. Absolutely. Uh, make sure you guys follow us. I mean, and, and like it, the, that, that, it was like the little like, you know, flicker of hope for the new year that I think we needed. And, um, you know, I have just a good feeling about uh, where we're headed with the podcast. And I feel like in no time at all, we could get, we could probably get Kathy Hilton on here. Yeah. I'm just going to put it out there. I'm manifesting it. I think that we're on our way. Well, you know, I went to college with her son. Yes. So I, I remember that. He was a year above me, but there was like, you know, there's so maybe stories. there's a connection there. Maybe that's I, our way in. Yeah. I didn't, I did not know him personally, <laughs> but you know, there could be something there. Okay. And I'm a big fan of Paris, but yeah, to sum up, follow at hot and bravoed. And check us out every week on Friday. That's when you'll be getting a big, super, super supreme, giant episode of All Things Bravo. And we're so excited um, to talk about, I guess, everything that we've missed in the past couple months. Yes. I mean, yeah. Let's. I guess, you know, really, I mean, the housewives really, like, as we said before, the housewives have truly been saving us, have been bringing us up from our, our quarantine uh, COVID depressions. Um, I mean, the thing that really, truly saved us, though, and we've never talked about on the pod before, and we will get into it when it comes back, was Married to Medicine. Oh, my gosh. We relate to the game, and you we apologize. Guys, we apologize. If you are not wa- watching Married to Medicine, you you must use whatever amount of quarantine we have left. You must get on the train and watch it immediately. It is the hidden gem of the Bravo universe. It like It's... I like it more than most of the house, uh, Housewives franchises. Oh, was, I will I will go that far. It's fantastic. No, it's, it's so good. The best so I'm anxiously awaiting its return. I do know that they filmed another season. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know we have photos of them uh, on the march on um, Washington that happened during quarantine for Black Lives Matter um, and social justice. So I can't wait to see more of um, Miss you know Miss Jackie and um, Toya Toya Mariah. Oh my God! I can't wait. Um, okay, so let's get into. I guess the one that ended most recently and that's Potomac. Let's start with our Potomac ladies because we didn't get a chance to talk about it on the pod really. And there was so much that we need to talk about. Probably. I think it's, I think it goes without saying like the greatest season yet of Potomac. And I mean, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Potomac is now up there with New York. It's my favorite Housewives franchise. Um, what were your takeaways? Go for it. Um, well, first of all, let's start from the top. And that's um, my thing is Giselle and Jamal. What a hot dumpster oh fire. And what God. a poor. I mean, I think she thinks she's in a relationship with Jamal. But Jamal clearly is using her for the show. It, it's just so sad because she is gorgeous and she doesn't need him. And when your daughters and when your husband, sorry, and your father are telling you that he's no good and you don't need him and he doesn't deserve you, you might want to listen. And as savage as Monique was at the reunion, like that, those text messages and his like continued affairs with other women, like you need to call him out. You need to address it. And you don't need that dead weight girl. Drop the weight. Yeah, I felt bad for Giselle, and I felt like this was a really hard storyline for her this season. But on the other flip of the switch, you know, her BFF Robin had a great season. Thank God. I I, I swear. I think I said it before the season started. I was like, if if Robin and Dixon, Robin and Dixon, if Robin and Juan Dixon do not get it together, I'm going to flip a table, Teresa J style. Like I was going to be very upset. So I'm thrilled that they're at least engaged. Um. 
I am a little nervous that there's not an official date yet, as far as we know. You know, it's pandemic engagements. I have friends who got engaged during the pandemic. And, you know, it's, you know, time will tell when the wedding happens. No one wants to plan anything yet. I know, but they even said, or she even said, like, destination wedding, very small. So I think that they can set a date. Give us some hope, please. Give us some hope for the new year. Um, Let's talk about uh, Ray and Karen and obviously that whole situation. Because I felt, and by the way, I just want to say, oh, no. I'm throwing this out there. We were talking about Potomac before we went on our little hiatus. And I had told Armin, I was like, Ray is an, you know, a man who's from a certain time and generation. And he just wants Karen to sit at home and do her own thing. I called yep. it from the beginning, y'all. If you go back and listen to the tapes... They're there. The receipts are there. I've got the binder full like Monique here at the reunion (laughs) saying I was right. Yeah. And I, oh, I just, you know, I I think they're in a much better place now. I think he probably watched himself on TV and regardless of actually of how he actually feels about Karen, I think he was kind of mortified about how he was behaving and he did, you know, repropose and say that they want to get their vows renewed. Although that is usually the kiss of death. Yes. On uh, on the Housewives franchises, but Karen was so happy. It made me so happy. Karen looked amazing. I know you didn't love the reunion looks across yeah, the board, but was, I actually uh, thought they looked really great. And the I lighting, thought she, uh, well, she in particular though looked really good. And so, you know, I know that the vow renewal is going to be on TV. It's going to be next season, so I'm excited for it. Um, and Karen Starr is going to continue to rise. She's going to continue to ride the coattails of wig makers and uh, perfumists around the globe. And uh, we'll be here to watch it. I wonder what her new venture will be. I'm sure it will be very exciting. We'll see it next season. Something um, like with a play on Huger. I don't know. I don't know why. I feel like it's going to be like, I don't know. I, I can't, I'm like trying to think about what it could be. And I'm but like, I think I it'll be a play even... on her last name or a play on um, her. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, let's talk about the new housewife though. Cause we haven't talked about her yet. God bless Wendy. Wendy. Dr. Wendy. Do- I mean, d- lest forget. you forget, lest you forget four degrees. Um, I thought she had a fantastic freshman year. Mm-hmm. I thought her, uh, her first season was really great. I think that she came in, actually came in a little hot at the beginning. Like she and Ashley had a fight on the first trip and, um, you know, she really made her presence known. And then once the Monique and Candace drama unfolded, she took the proper like backseat. Um, I love her. I think she's going to be great um, with Monique gone. And we'll get to that in a second. But with her gone, I think Robin and uh, Giselle are going to be looking for a new, uh, you know, a new pawn to kind of unleash their passive aggressive drama on. And I think Wendy's going to be it. And she'll be able to hold her own. I really did. enjoy. Oh, Wendy. I think that they're I think that she's underestimated. Um, and I can't wait to see her like unleash herself. Yes. No, I am very excited as well. And I loved her family. I loved Eddie, not just because we share a name, but. Oh, gee. Oh, my God. I didn't even like put that together. Oh, you didn't? No, I kept hearing his name and it just. Wow. It didn't even click. Do you not even see me as an Eddie? What am I? Just blob on the side. Truly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I do feel really bad about his familial situation, which I think we'll find out more about as the seasons progress, as as long as Wendy's still on the show. Um, But they have a beautiful life together. Their sons are adorable. So um, yeah, she's going to be fantastic. I'm excited to see where she goes from here. 
Um, let's talk about Monique and Candace really quick. We're just going to touch on it. Oh, and we would talk about Ashley Darby, but like, there's nothing to talk about. I mean, just send your thoughts and prayers to Ashley. Um, she's clearly trapped in a marriage, uh, in which she, uh, you know, there's no way out. She's got two sons now with this horrible man. And I unfortunately think that he's the kind of guy, much like, uh, Kenya's awful husband, which we'll get into later. I think he is the kind of man that would hold her children hostage against her to keep her in that marriage. So I think that she's stuck. I hope that that she can find a way out. So everyone pray for her and her and her sons. And yeah, let's get to uh, the darkness, uh, Monique and Candace. Yeah. Um, We were infamous, 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 infamously on team Monique. Yeah. Okay. And let, let me just say before all of y'all get a little upset, we do not condone violence. We do not believe it is the answer. It we 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 can on one hand tell Monique that she was wrong and that she shouldn't have lost her cool and done what she done to uh Candace. But I found I mean, and I know I said this to you earlier, Eddie, and you agreed that like those of us that have watched Potomac from the beginning, mm-hmm. although we don't, you know, condone what Monique did we understand completely where she was coming from because Candace is a trifling mean girl um and she had it coming she had something coming maybe not a snatching of the wig and a drag down to the table but she was asking for it and I you know I Candace was not innocent in this whole debacle and the 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 um the parading of tears and the parading of victimizing that Candace did, I thought was really lame. And I just thought that they both, I kind of wanted both of them to go. If one of them was going to go, I kind of them, I kind of wanted them both to go. But, um, I think Monique took the, the right way out and said that I stepped too far. Therefore I can't be on the platform anymore. I need to take a bow out. Yeah. And that really had me, Monique obviously has now stepped down from the franchise. If you guys hadn't heard, it was a sad day. Um, the nail in the coffin for me probably was when Candace did, you know, file the suit against um, Monique and put her family in danger and yeah. that situation. That was kind of like, kind of look at the situation, look at where you are. Is it really worth it to do that much? No. And and, and no, there, I don't think there was a plot to, to necessarily bring the rumors that were off camera about Monique and her husband and the, the, um, the paternity of their child. I don't think that anyone explicitly wanted to bring that onto the show, but the fact that anyone was talking about their young children like that is really terrible. Mm -hmm. And like, if I'm Monique and I've tried my whole life to get away from my dark past and I've tried my whole life to put on this facade and this front of like, I'm not a lazy mom and I'm, I'm a professional and I am a very classy, like put together woman and I get pushed and I get pushed and I get pushed and finally I lose my shit. Like, I I understand. I understand her and I, I wish Monique well. I don't think this is the end for her. I, I could see a return. Like much like Dorinda, I think, is on her way back at some point. I think that Monique will be back too. And maybe it's a season or two of her to like, you know, do some rehab and recoup and then we'll see. She definitely her. needs to go to anger management and definitely needs yeah. to to dig those demons deeper and work on her marriage with her husband. Cause even though I don't think I don't think that she slept with her trainer, I do think there's some darkness in that marriage that needs oh, to yeah. be worked on. Mr. Samuels uh did Big not boy. Look, yeah, did not look <laughs> the best this season. And he was like really kind of getting on my nerves with the way he was treating Monique, yeah. which I understand. She's got three kids. She's frustrated. It's hard. And he is expecting her to do everything under the sun. Yeah. You know, I understand why she did the things she did. Um, but long live Potomac. I can't wait for next season. I think that um, 
again, I think Robin and Giselle um, will turn on Candace again. I, I think the, fir- the the allegiance that we saw this season was short-lived. Yeah. Because um, I don't think Giselle and Robin wanted to be on the wrong side of history, so they kind of flanked to Team Candace. Um, so with Monique gone, I can't wait for the, them to turn on each other. I think it's going to be great. It's going to be great. <laughs> We're ready for Potomac the next season. Please give it to us ASAP. Yes. Um, let's just hit now Orange County because we know a lot of you aren't watching. We know a lot of you are boycotting. Which we understand. We respect yes. and understand. But uh, we are watching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just because we watch everything. Yeah, and we on we also kind of want to be your your soldiers, if you will. Uh, we want to be the, your you will your secret agents. Uh, you know, in the field doing the legwork, so we can report back to you. Um, in case you're not watching. Um, so we're doing your work. We're doing we're doing the work for you. You're no, welcome. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. Um, let's start with this: the whole situation of the pandemic. I. Uh, it was it's very weird to watch this side of the pandemic, I guess. Especially since we um for those of you who don't know, Eddie and I are but we both are uh we've been in the quarantine the entire time we've both been in Los Angeles. Yeah. Which is now like the fucking epicenter yeah. of the of the of the how, what wave are we in now? The third wave, fourth it's wave. It's just been one wave. It's been one horrible, <laughs> scary wave. Why, why even say it's a wave? It's just been nonstop. So to be this close to Orange County and to see it unfold on camera this way has been very weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, yeah. And this, and it's been tough. I'm not gonna lie. Uh-huh. Like I've, I've definitely hit a wall as of recently. Matthew <laughs> knows. I mean, we all have though multiple walls. Like we, we climb over one other one, and and there's another one like yeah it's it's wall after wall here but i i will say that i'm a little i'm i'm in a in a in a in a a good sense i'm surprised about like it kind of just reaffirmed who i really like on this cast yes emily and gina Mm -hmm. and as crazy as she is shannon bedore like i love love these ladies are taking it as pretty seriously um more so than their neighbors and friends in the orange county area and i and I'm glad to see it, um, you know, and I, you know, not surprising. Well, I guess Brown one too. Um, but of course, not surprised that Kelly Dodd is being... Kelly Dodd? I mean, how many chances are we going to give this lady? I, I think this, and I think and I hope this is her last season. I think we can find other women who bring drama that aren't this gross. I re- I can't stand her. I've not I've I haven't liked her. I mean, I was on her team when she was getting railed by uh by uh, Tamara and Vicky yeah, unfairly I, in the past. I used to be a Kelly Dodd fan. Like yeah, I used to you, stand you, the Dodd. Yeah, truly, you were a stan, and I just didn't really understand understand it. But I she needs to go. Yeah. Um. Speaking of Shannon Bedore, I well, sorry. Shannon storms guy. She's not a Bador anymore. Yeah, no. Um, She's closing the old Bador. It you know. is truly a great tagline, I will say. It's out of the out of all of their taglines, that's the only good one. I she, have to say. She makes me so happy every time I hear that. I couldn't that. quote the other ones to save my life. I couldn't even tell you the other taglines. No, I, I that's how disinterested I am. By the way, any if there are any Bravo editors listening to this, of which I'm sure there are. I'm just gonna put it out there that there are. Please update 
the music and the editing for the the main titles it's it, it, it's what how long is it but 14 15 years of oc please update the titles the music and the graphics are so dated I, like if you want this franchise to stay alive which i'm will argue a little bit later that maybe this one should be put to bed you got to update please yeah, uh, it's interesting. Uh, but yeah, so Shannon Medora, go for it. Well, no, I was just saying I just found her journey during the pandemic to be, I'm 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 very Shannon Medora. I gotta say, I, I mean, who knew that her like her neuroses would would really be so perfect for this season? I mean, it's it's it's. I think that is probably one of the more realistic. But besides Emily, that's one of the more realistic and Gina, of course. But like, kind of things that like I think people can relate to because like. It is a very terrifying thing, and especially with someone who has health issues in in her situation. It's and for her kids to go behind her back and go to parties and do these whole things. It's just like, come on! It's really, really, yeah. I feel for her a lot, and because this, you know, as um, this virus is um is treating everyone differently. Mm-hmm. Um, you never know until you get it how it's going to affect you. And with Shannon being who she already is, like. I, to see her grapple with it and to deal with the, the you know, um, the, the cross-pollination of her two families, her family and, oh God, what's his John, name? John. Jan Jansen? John, is that his name? I, it's something like that. Oh I think God. I want his, his name's John. I know that. Okay. Well, yeah. To, to see the blending uh, of their families during this time, like, it's just, it's very, um, it's been really, really interesting to watch. Um, speaking of the virus hitting everyone differently, I got to say... Emily really stepped oh up this season. Oh my god! Like in I, my book, I mean, I've always wow. always loved her, but and who? I mean, who would have thought that I would be like praying and rooting for Shane, mm-hmm. like truly wanting him to be well and to and he, I think, has really turned a corner as well. I think he and Emily, like their marriage is still really fucking weird, but like I think that they've turned a corner even before he got sick. I, I thought that he had softened up and had been was being trying to be better, and um. I'm really glad that he's okay and I'm glad that they're doing better, but she stepped up mm-hmm. really proud of her. Yeah. And I love Gina and everything that she's going through and how real she's been her. Like, I got to say though, I feel like she's turned into a character of herself though. At some point, like Truly. everything about her is like, I love, but also it's like, are you just like putting it on? Cause you know, we like it maybe. Like maybe. the accent. Well, no, and I the th- and the humor, like I think the, the, the accent the f- is going through like a morph, like it's morphin time, like it's 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 like what was what was once like a Long Island like thick dialect is now transitioning into like a Southern California Valley girl, you know, pitch. Um, it's it's bizarre, but I I just fucking love it. Well, yeah, I mean, she's been giving me gold all season. I loved the whole fishy heaven thing when she was fishing. And she's like, I hope all the fishies like you know go and the, they're in they're in a land where there's no hooks and they have fresh she water. Got very sentimental you about know, the fish. You know, some people are just have that connection to animals. Um, and I also really think that she's been incredibly brave standing up uh, for her family and standing up to her ex-husband and like trying to have a good relationship with him and co-parent with him, but also like, you know, making him take responsibility for his actions and trying to make him see that like, that's the best course of action for him, for his future and for their kids' future. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's very brave and it's a, it's a great storyline to see and it's great to see her standing up for herself. And I love her new boyfriend. I think they're great together, even in their Brady Bunch house. It's fantastic. (laughs) Well, sorry, Brady Bunch hostel is what I'm going to call it because like they're fitting stacking beds on top of each other and apparently everyone's saying it's a small house (sighs) 
Well, um, speaking of people who are having issues in their home, uh, Bronwyn. Bronwyn has had honestly such a rough season and I feel bad for her husband. I feel bad for her. I feel like she's just truly going through it and it's just coming out in every form. Yeah, I go back and forth. Every episode, I go back and forth. Like one minute, I'm like, wow, I can't imagine um, realizing you're an alcoholic and then going into a pandemic and trying to stay sober and being stuck in your house with all seven of your children and your husband. And then realizing that you are a lesbian. Yeah, and like having a, yeah, having a sexual awakening. But then I also... I, I also get so angry with her when she treats, um, oh my God, what's her husband's name? I can't even remember. Oh my God. Um, she, Bronwyn and, it's not Shane. No, I uh, but I want to say it's like a na- <laughs> It's an S name. Sean, it's Sean. Sean. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Literally us like blanking for a second, guys. We, it's, it's. Quarantine has melted our brains. Yeah. Um, but. I feel so terrible for him because he's just trying to help and be a good husband and be a father. And she has checked out of her wifely and motherly duties uh, completely. Like, and I understand that the position she's in, like it comes with a level of selfishness, but Jesus H Christ, like she needs to get it together and, and shape up um, for her kids and for her husband. I understand she's got to cope with all the stuff she's going through, but she can't stop being a wife and a mother if she's going to continue to be, his wife. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard to see. Um, I'm really rooting for the best for her because I mean, for her and her family and never wish anything bad upon anyone. No, but I do, there is something she needs to check on herself and maybe we'll get this in the reunion because the, the, the finale is this week, which that was so shocking to me. I like felt like that was an insult. <laughs> I was like, how could you? Why only 14 episodes? It was truly a blip. Yeah. And speaking of blips, let's talk about Elizabeth Fargus, who's going to be a one-season blip in this OC I mean, universe. Oh, yeah. Give me your take. I do not like Elizabeth Fargus. <sighs> you know this. I I mean, I feel for her and what she's been through. I understand that that is an insane story and an ex- insane thing to go through. I could not even imagine growing up in a cult and having the abuse that she did and having the background that she did. But like and her poor brother being beaten to death because yeah. he well not beaten to death like but literally like, but like abused. beaten abused because he has he's dyslexic. Like what the yeah. I, I, there is there's so many things wrong with that story. But at the same time. The air and the persona she's put on now in her adulthood is not someone I uh, I appreciate and not mm-hmm. someone that I would be friends with. And I feel like uh, she needs to work through a lot of things before she moves on in her own life, in reality TV, mm-hmm. anywhere. I agree. Um, I will say, though, that the recent reveal of her past emotional, mental, and sexual abuse and trauma, I think that's going to keep her for at least another season. Because I think, I do think, uh, for me, it actually did explain a lot of how she is. Because before that, I was really, really not having it with her. I was like, she is, you know, very duplicitous and she's not telling us the whole story. And she, you know, I really resent when people come on the show and they try to hide their lives from us. It's like, why are you on reality TV? That's not how it works. You got to put it all out. You got to put it all out there or you need to not be on reality TV. That is the, that you sign your life away and you sign the deal with the devil when you do this. And you have to understand that. But now that we're getting the whole story, I think there is a possibility that we'll see more of her. Now that the divorce is over and she's like a new woman and her and Jimmy can start having sex, I think we're going to see more. Um, 
And especially if they're going to get rid of Kelly Dodd, which I think they should. I think her time is up. Um, they need to keep, I think, Elizabeth around a little bit longer. I agree. Um, I mean, but I really, next season, all I really want is <laughs> Shannon, Gina, and Emily, and then refresh the rest. And then, they, again, I'm going to say it. I think they need to think about putting Orange County to bed. I think that we have uh, we have a plethora of franchises that are bringing us so much all the time. Um, and especially with Salt Lake now, which we'll get into later. God bless it. Um, I don't think we need Orange County anymore. No. Unless I, they do a huge rebranding. Yeah. There, there needs to be some major changes to OC if we're going to see it again. But, you know, time will tell. Um, let's move from OC, which we are not a big fan of um to atlanta which we are once again oh my god loving atlanta atlanta <laughs> atlanta first and foremost i gotta say mad respect and so much appreciation for portia and her dedication to activism and the black lives matter movement it has been so inspiring to watch her and also for bravo to showcase it in such a real and you know, inspiring and beautiful manner. Like she is really out there doing it. I love that the ladies did the party for her to celebrate the work that, that she's was done. Amazing. I love that Bravo was making this her storyline this season instead of some petty drama that she could be involved in 100%. with Dennis. Like, I don't care about that. I care about what she's doing to better the lives of not only her daughter, but everyone else in her community. And I think it's, yep. and the, and the United States and the world, like it's so, it's so amazing. And we've been, I mean, we're off social media, like personally, we did it for the pandemic, but like we've been seeing the stories and we've been reading about it and it's just been so incredible to see her just take such a a stand on the front lines essentially for everything and for this movement. Truly using her platform for good Mm -hmm. and using it for an, like the most worthy cause you can possibly think of. And Definitely, like, out of all the housewives, I think, across the fran- uh, across the whole Bravo sphere, like, she has grown the most. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, she's always been one of my favorites. She's, like, in my top three now. Like, I just can't say enough good things about Portia. I just, I, you know, and I'm also thrilled, like, you know, other than BLM, I'm, I'm thrilled that she's, like, really holding her own and respecting herself in terms of her uh, current situation with Dennis Mm -hmm. and, you know, saying that, you know, we may not be in love and we may not be right for each other, like romantically, but like we're going to co-parent and we're, and my daughter will know her father. Um, She's just killing it on all fronts. And I think Kenya is a fucking fool to think that she can make uh, Portia look bad. Well, let's talk about Kenya and let's talk about Kenya 2.0, the new friend of Latoya. I mean, just when I start to really like my icy cold bitch heart starts to thaw for Kenya because like I mentioned earlier, her horrible husband is going to make this divorce. um, I mean, if it ever happens, he's going to make it a living hell. Just when I start to like really feel for her and really start to like want her to do well. She saddles up with Latoya, who is so mean and nasty, I personally think, and starts to um, make it seem like Portia's only doing what she's doing for, like, the likes and the tweets and, like, the exposure and the cameras. Like, that is a crock of shit. Portia went to jail. Twice. She was arrested. Twice. Yeah. You think she's doing that for the likes? Please. Please. She's got a daughter at home. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. I Yeah. I mean... You know, Kenya, I go back and forth with a lot. I think she's kind of my, I'm the same way where it's like, I like Kenya for a bit. I understand what she's going through. I feel really bad for her. And then she goes and does something like this. And I'm sorry, the Rosa Parks doll. Was that, was it it Rosa Parks, the doll that she gave the Barbie doll? 
I can't remember. I, I think it was it was it was an historical black like figure, and I believe it was Rosa Parks. But like, I don't know it because it, it to me, if I'm Portia and I'm hearing like from my sister and from others that like Kenya's coming for me and what I'm trying to do with social justice, like I would think that like giving her a Barbie doll that like is you know an homage to like a civil rights active like a former civil rights leader and activist would be like kind of a dig. Like she's trying to like. I don't know. It just seemed kind of tacky and kind of rude. I don't know. I took it offense. Well, we'll see what happens with Kenya. Another housewife who's not looking good this season is Cynthia. Gotta have my wedding. Bailey. Cynthia. Like, Mike Hill is a great man. Mm -hmm. And he just wants to fucking marry you. He doesn't need the show. And this is your third shot at this. And so I get to an extent why you think you need the pomp and circumstance. But if you... I mean... We know that, I mean, we know now that she ended up having the wedding and it was a big super spreader event. But, like, <laughs> if, if we're going to pretend like we haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, we know. She, we saw social she, media. We saw social media. But, like, she needs to get her priorities straight. Yeah. Like, uh-uh. Poor Mike. I mean, you know, and I know that he loves her and he's just, he's going to, you know, stick it out. But, like, go to the courthouse and get married on 10, 10, 20. And then have the your big fancy wedding, wedding when when things calm down. If you want the date, have the date, which is what he said. But she wants to have the whole show. And I I kind of loved Kenya calling her out in that yoga studio. Oh being my like, God. Just Again, the, like the I show. was like, okay, Kenya, I'm kind of back on your team now. Like, thank you for saying that. Um, it's also very interesting to see their pandemic world as well. Like Atlanta is very different from Los Marlo Angeles. Marlo is killing me with the face shield okay. and the temperature okay. checks. Like... God, give Marlo. the girl a peach. I'm getting irritated. I want Marlo to have her own show. Mar- you know, I love Marlo and Marlo kills me every time. And But she's taking it seriously, but she also does it like cheekily and like, God bless she her. She is, and you know, I just am so in awe of her of how she's taken over custody of her nephews and really has just supported them and made them into such great men. It seems like she's a, such a great like parental figure. Um, and role model. I just love Marlo. I love I Marlo say so much. Enough I, good and things. I think we're going to see more of her when they start going on the trips that are coming up. I think we'll see more of her. Thank goodness. Um, but I love that. Like, and like with Latoya and Drew coming in, I love how she's like not faced. She's just being her cool, no. true blue self. And like same, same old yeah, Marlo. Love her. Um, speaking of Drew, let's talk about Drew. Um, Drew Sedora, the newest housewife, which I don't know. Okay. I was a big fan. Okay. This is so cheesy and dorky <laughs> of me, but like I, okay. I know her from step up. Do you remember the step up movies? Uh, yeah. So there was a song, um, on the step up album by Drew and I used to listen to it all the time. Um, so I knew who Drew was. Um, she's beautiful. Gorgeous. Um, gorgeous. I wanted like to do a dive and like watch her, her like IMDB <laughs> page because she, there's just a really beautiful light around her and mm-hmm. she seemed like a good soul. Um, you know, who is not is her husband. Like that is dark. Like not since Kenya and her, rotten husband have i seen such darkness on atlanta um yeah i'm I'm, sorry you don't go to tampa and not tell your wife and not tell her what you did there because like i'm sorry we all know what you did we all know what you were doing and it wasn't good uh her husband really gives me the heebie-jeebies i'm sorry if my husband ever spoke to my mother the way that he speaks to her mother he'd be out of the house. Well, I mean, not only that, the way that he used to speak to his own mother and the fact that he like 
basically was like, she needs to apologize to me. Like after the dad walked out and he had to take over, he's like, she never thanked me for stepping up. Like, it's like, no, you need to help take care of your family. If you become the man of the house, you become the man of the house and you take care of your mother who has provided for you. I don't know that whole therapy session. Poor therapist. Like, thank God we couldn't see her face because of the glare of the face shield. But that therapist was like, I don't know if I can fix this. <laughs> yeah. I, I hate these men who are basically like, all I need in the relationship is sex. Like I just want t- attention and sex. And it's like, that's not a relationship. That's a prostitute that you pay on the side. Like yeah. if you want the attention and the sex, then you pay for your hour. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. No, I, I drew, I hope based on how Drew's confessionals are going, I have a feeling that they're not, Um, I have a feeling they're not, together or they're separating and I'm praying that that's the case because she deserves the world and um, also to hear that he's not treating her other like because she had a son before she had she has two kids with this guy I think she yeah I think so she she they have three in total and to hear that like he's not accepting and embracing her first son fully is like I'm sorry again another like the red flags are everywhere so i'm praying that drew um I, and honestly maybe drew is using the show as a way for everyone to see it so that she can get out get out yeah she has two kids with um with ralph um a son and a daughter okay so that's yeah. what i thought okay but again it's like when you have children with these men as beautiful and wonderful as those these children are they're blessings of course but like these men are unstable and I just don't think that they're going to go quietly into the night like at all. No. Uh, and these men need to be removed. Uh huh. I, I mean, seeing this and then the men are married to medicine, like you guys, there is night and day. Oh my God. The men are married to medicine are upstanding gentlemen. Except for a few of them. Well, no, but for the most part, for like most upstanding part. gents, one and all. And like, those are the true men of Atlanta. Ugh, I've guys married to medicine. I can't, I get, can't on get on it, get on it, get on it. Um, let's touch on Candy. Candy's just like doing her thing. Candy is like, Candy is like, I feel like not even on the show. No, I mean, you know, her daughter's going to call NYU. Good for her. Yeah, uh, Candy can sure as hell afford it because I mean, that tuition is expensive. Well, like seventy five grand at this point. Is it really? It's it's insane. It's I not I'm no joke. I don't I mean don't quote me on this. Sorry, uh, NYU, but I believe it's like uh, upwards of seventy now. Okay, and, and just so that people know, we both went to private school as well. <gasps> oh no 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 no! Don't get me but wrong. Like, that like, is way too. Expensive. That's way too expensive. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's bullshit. I think that's insane. But you know, Candy can. Yeah, can take I care mean, of it. you know. She's worked hard for it and her daughter is smart. And maybe, again, maybe I'm just clueless, but I just, I didn't realize what a deadbeat her, her first baby daddy was, um, who, and he hasn't supported or paid child support in years. Like that's insane. Yeah. I mean, I feel bad for Candy in that aspect, but she's got Todd. I mean, God bless Todd. You know, he's going to be there. People thought that Todd was, was, you know, an opportunist. His own, her own mother. I know. (laughs) I like, God, Todd is just the man. And I love Ace. I think Ace is so cute. And Blaze is adorable. Uh, But I hate the name Blaze. I know, but like, you know, Candy can, Candy can pull it off. She should have named her like Cupcake or something. Um, But yeah, I'm excited for Atlanta. I'm excited to get to, I need us to fast forward to the bachelorette party. When that hot, you know, when that girl. hot and sexy stripper Tanya. takes Tanya and Candy, and I believe, true or t- is it Toya? I think it's Latoya. Yeah. To- oh wait, no, 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 it's not. I think it's the other, the other girl. Um, I have a feeling it's the other girl. Remember Tanya and Lauren and Portia go to 
that other friend of that's kind of new to the oh. to the mix. Unfortunately, I can't remember her name. We are we are terrible, but I believe it. She, we were bumping a lot in this episode, guys. We need to take better notes. Yeah, but I believe what's well, it's one of the new girls. It's one of the new girls, and then Tanya and Portia, from what we understand, are down in the basement when they think the cameras are off with the hot and sexy stripper, and things go down. I can't wait. For the you know I love my girl Tanya, and so I'm very interested to see well, how this and goes. Well, yeah, I mean, Eddie, you are literally Tanya. If Tanya and Shannon Bador had a love child, it would be you. That is the <laughs> nicest thing you've ever said to me, honestly. No, people on the podcast are like, oh my God, that sounds like a demon person. And it is true. And it is true. Uh, <laughs> speaking of demon people, let's get into Salt Lake City. <laughs> oh my God. Mormon Church? Is that what you're talking about? No, I'm just talking about the psychopaths on the show that I am obsessed with. Um, Again, we... Salt Lake City was, I think it came when I think all of us were really down in the dumps, like quarantine, COVID, not seeing really light at the end of the tunnel. I, I think it came and, and, and saved all of us. Well, let me, let's, let's give them a little bit of something because we actually got to see the premiere of (gasps) Salt Lake City before anyone else. And we were going to do a podcast on it, but of course... We had a little hiatus and we weren't able to. But Guys, I, the world got real and we had to run and hide. I am a Scorpio through and through, obviously, like my queens, Bethany Frankel and Brandy Glanville before me. Uh, but, <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, they had a drive-in premiere of Salt Lake City on November 5th, my birthday, in case you're wondering. Yes, I share a birthday with Kris Jenner. You've um, heard it on this podcast before. Oh, Jesus. Um, and we got to go to the drive-in and watch it. It was so, it was so cool. Because, like, again, like we've been held up in our houses for for most of this quarantine. And to be able to like get out and drive somewhere and be somewhere that was like COVID safe and be able to watch the premiere was so much fun. It kicked off the whole series like with a bang. Um, I mean, they're the gift that keeps on giving. Every episode, I feel, just gets better and better and better. And uh, let's dive in. Yeah. Okay. I love Salt Lake City. I have to say, I think it's one of the better franchises that's been on House Who's your Vibes. favorite girl to start? Oh, my gosh. So far. Oh, my gosh. Heather. I'm a Heather. Oh, I'm my God. Heather, Heather Gay. I mean, if the last you know. name didn't give it away. Like, okay, well, rude. She's the best. Um, okay, no, I love Heather Gay, but I also love Whitney, but I love Mary for some of her things. You know, I thought I was going to be a big Meredith fan, and Meredith is kind of, like, now taking a back burner. Lisa Barlow, I thought I was going to hate, and now she's climbing up the ranks. Like, mm-hmm. it's just... You know, who who do you like? You're giving me well, a no, very I dislike. actually agree with you. So the reason why I love Heather and Whitney and Mary, um, those are my top three. The reason why I love them so much is because they are laying it out all on the line. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I was in a loveless marriage for 11 years and then we got divorced and I've been shunned from the Mormon church, but I have three beautiful daughters and I'm a fucking millionaire and I'm trying to blaze my own trail like my pioneer ancestors. And then you've got Whitney who was like, I was married and then I found my true love and we made it work and now we're making it work and I love to be on a stripper pole. And I'm pole. also saving my husband, my, not my husband, my father. I'm also literally taking care of my father like completely on my own and um, I, or I am a Pentecostal host of a cult and uh, it was forced upon me by my grandmother and I'm emotionally, mentally abused by it, but I, I'm going to tell you everything about it. Oh my gosh, Mary. Mary. Poor Charlinda. I, I say a prayer for Charlinda every night. And oh my God. <laughs> she had the gall to tell Charlinda that she missed a spot on the floor cleaning the house. Like how dare she? I mean, but again, I think that Mary, you know, because I know that there are, there's, 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 um, there's speculation that Mary, um, 
and the church are being are browbeating their like uh their um their flock to give them more money and that it's really a cult and while that may be true I hold a soft spot for her still because A, she's telling us all the tea and B, I think, I don't think Mary had a choice. I kind of think that she was brainwashed into this life and thought that this is what like she was supposed to do. And um, again, but she's sharing it all and it's not like, yeah, I married my step-grandfather and that's the way it is. My wigs are messed up, but my Valentino is on point and what are you going to do? Um, let's talk about Jen Shaw. Okay. I, I get Jen Shaw and I get what she's trying to do. And I appreciate the kind of fire she's trying to bring to the house. I appreciate what she brings to the France. Like uh, we we all need a Jen Shaw. If we talk about archetypes, we all need a Jen Shaw. So I appreciate that, but continue. But like, I do feel like she's taking it too far at some points. I, mean, I feel like she's very self-aware that she is on Housewives. And I think, I think she'll, she'll mellow out season two. We always see this sometimes where like a housewife will come in hot season one, they get the watch and then they do image therapy season two. Uh, Camille, but I then, was literally about to say Camille Grammer, <laughs> but then, but then of uh, the Camille's not a good person to hold that to, because then let's see where Camille is now. Um, yeah. But I think Jen Shaw is, I think she's got a good head on her shoulders, truly. I don't think she's doing anything maliciously. I think she's going to watch this season back and be like, you know what? Maybe I should have cooled it a little bit. Yeah. I need to know what she does for a living. I'm sorry. She's like a marketing person. Okay. But I need to like, I, I do, the, the, the Shaw Chalet with the, with all the hand and footmen and women and the Shaw squad. Uh, I mean, Oh God, you're eating it up. I can't stand you. Like I, I don't get it. Um, you know, I love her husband, but because of his college basketball schedule, we don't get a lot of him, um, which I think is part of the problem. Um, I think we're, I think it's all going to kind of come full circle between her dad's death last year and her husband being gone a lot and her having really nothing to do, but be sit and be waited on by her staff. I think that she's, and now we know that she's on medication for some stuff. I think that she's just losing her goddamn mind. And it's hard being on cameras and being accused and like, you know, she, you know, the producers obviously fed her like, hey, you had this conversation with Meredith, you got to bring it up with Whitney and then she gets stuck in these things and it's hard, you know, you know, Whitney in the last episode didn't really bring it up at the best oh time and place. Oh my God. I mean, was... you know that she got hammered and then the producer was like, hey, you know what would be a really good thing to do right now? Talk to Jen Shaw. Yeah. Um, and I, I like Meredith. Uh, I, I know I, I'm not a fan of Brooks. I know I'm, I, it's kind of tough for me to say that, you know, being that we, you know, we're, we are gay men and we are supposed to support our, our, our team, but I canceled. He, he drives me up the wall and, I, uh, and just because he's such a brat and anyone can make a fucking tracksuit. All he did was put it like he literally like sewed his name on a tracksuit. Like it's, it's really, I mean, if I see more in the future, go for it. I'm again, I'm, I'm sure he's got mind. a great fashion sense. Yeah. I'm keeping an open mind. I need him but and I'm Meredith though to give us more. Yeah, and Meredith is being very. That's why I thought she was a Scorpio, is because she was like keeping everything close to the bit. She's actually a Sagittarius. She's, oh, but no, but doesn't that make complete more sense, and utter yeah. sense? She. Um, I need her to do the opposite of what she keeps saying, and I need her to engage in these conversations. I also feel bad for Seth. I feel bad for her husband because I feel like every time he's on screen, both Brooks and Meredith are attacking him, and I feel like he's not that bad of a dad. No, I think. 
I feel like he's really trying to figure out himself, support also support his family. He's funding their fashion dreams and their their businesses. Yes, exactly. And their life in Salt Lake. He's doing that by wherever he's working and wherever he has to go. Like I'm sorry, like he didn't make Brooke's fashion show, but like, but again, but Meredith, and I'm glad Meredith owned it. She goes, I think that was actually kind of my fault because I told him I wanted space and told him to get the fuck out. And yeah. He did. And he did. So, um, yeah. And then I, the only person that I really don't like, and I don't think she brings a lot is, um, Lisa, although she does have the best tagline. When you take cheap shots, always expect a hangover. I think that's fantastic. And she does have my favorite house kid on the franchise, which is the little, the little boy. Oh yeah, totally. I am obsessed like, with him. He is so sorry. cute and so funny. She is going to, uh, or the, her, but they're going to grow up to resent her if the priorities for her and her husband are still work, then, was it work and then kids and then marriage? Yeah. I feel like it was work and then there was something else and then it was the kids and then it was the marriage. Like, I feel like there were two things above the family. I get where she comes from. She's like a businesswoman and she wants, like, they're very successful. And like, when you have, you know, a liquor company and you're like running all of this stuff, but I'm you're sorry, busy. comparing yourself to Warren Buffett, right? Warren Buffett. No, not Warren Buffett. I think it is Warren Buffett. Yeah. Like comparing yourself to Jeff Bezos or something like get a grip girl. You own tequila, which is fine, but like, you're not, running Amazon or Walmart like give me a break Fresh Wolf is coming <laughs> also though the way they spend time with their kids is to create a brand like Honestly, although that will get them into any college that they ever want to go to and it's actually a good I think I think doing that in 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 some respect is good but when you're a workaholic like Lisa it's 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 ridiculous yeah, I'm interested. I'm interested to see how she progresses. I honestly hated her. I really, truly was I'm like, not I'm a not a fan she's, of Lisa. I think, yeah. And she's slowly growing on me. I'm start, slowly starting to see it. But like, yeah, the, you know, Cheech and Chong of, you know, Lisa and <laughs> Meredith. Like, I, they're both monotone brunette bitches. Like, I've seen y'all before and, and I'll Meredith see y'all again. And Meredith does bring more to the table. So, but again, the, the two of them together kind of do, are kind of funny. I like yeah. them. Be- I like her most when she's with Meredith. Yeah, I get it. Um, who else do we have? Whitney Rose. Did we talk about her? We talked about Whitney, and no, we got them all. I think. We did. We talked um, about all. And of I them. think I think that it's only going to get better. And I think that um, Salt Lake is here to stay, truly, for years to come. And again, it's, it's another reason why I think OC can can retire. Yeah, and honestly, I don't have any cast changes for next season. No, he even Lisa, who I kind of don't like, keep them all. And if you want to add a girl, feel free. But this is a really good set of six. Oh, yeah. It's a really, really good group. I'm very happy with Salt Lake. I'm very happy I got to see it early. That was really fun. And Um, I honestly hope they keep, they should do that in the future. Yeah. Um, (sighs) Even after COVID, when, when, you know, when um, things lighten up in in this year, I think that they should still do drive-in events and still do things like that. Like, I think that they're very fun and I think that they'd be, they're a great Way to get the I love the drive. I've always started. I've always been a fan of the drive-in theater. I there was a drive-in theater when I was growing up that we used to go to all the time and I just, you know, I just AMC, have memories. I think should start thinking about creating. We some... used to have the AMC movie pass. We used to go to movies all. We used to go to like two movies a week. I know. I know we have to watch it on our TVs, which is fine. Again, you know, it's like we're yeah. we're very lucky. Very we're blessed. doing we're doing our Oscars uh binge right now. But let's talk about the newest Housewives franchise that just came back, which is, I gotta say, it's always been one of my favorites. It's I love Dallas. Dallas. I do. They I love are, Dallas. It's such a funny, fun breath of fresh air that we have not gotten in so long. The cast, I feel like, is evened out a little bit. I feel like with Leanne gone, 
Thank God. Uh, and I used to be a Leanne Stan, but after last season with her racism, nope, I'm not about go. it. Gotta go, gotta go. I'm happy that Brandy is addressing her racism. Episode one of this season. I'm glad that she's back and she's having time to learn and grow on camera because I do feel like she took is taking responsibility for her actions. And I think having, um, an Asian American housewife as well on the show. Oh my God. Confronting her about it and forgiving her and showing like that relationships can be mended is also very interesting. Um, Dr. Tiffany moon, an icon an icon. I mean, keep, can we keep bringing on the uh, power academics? Like between okay. Dr. Wendy and this doctor, like keep bringing on these smart, sexy ladies. Cause like they're a breath of fresh. Um, I really appreciated her sharing. I mean, and I know we're going to get more of it next episode, but I appreciated her sharing her own experience about immigrating to this country mm-hmm. um, at the age of six and how she was ostracized and made fun of for how she looked and how, what Brandy said and uh, really hit her, her and probably triggered a lot of yeah. Asian American viewers. Um, I also did think though that Tiffany was spot on when she was like, you're uh, Brandy's react. I, I understand where Brandy's coming from. And I understand how it's emotional for her because she probably got a lot of hate from her comments, but it did seem like I, Tiffany's analogy of you were the girl in the playground that hit someone. And then you got upset for getting called out for hitting the girl. I did think I, I totally agreed with Tiffany on that, but I also do feel bad for Brandy that she had to go away because no one like, there are yes there are things in this world that are said and done that are unforgivable Mm -hmm. i don't think that what brandy did was completely unforgivable um yes there should be consequences and yes there should be uh steps should be taken to make sure that she learns her lesson but like people coming out of the woodwork to wish her death or to wish her harm is just adding more hate into what's already a very scary very like you know uh unknown world that we're living in right now and we have to put on our, our empathy pants and our compassion pants and our forgiveness pants. And we have to find <laughs> a lot of pants. A lot of pants. It's going to be a very sweaty time, but like we, we need to find a way to forgive each other. And so I'm glad that like we've had this moment between Brandy and Tiffany. Cause like, this is what we should be doing. Like coming together, talking about the issues, talking to each other and finding a way like back and finding a way to the middle. I agree. Um, I love Deandra. Oh my I God. love whatever love, she love, did love, to love, her love. face is amazing. It lo- she looks so good. I'm really glad that she out of the her and Leanne kind of fight for the queen bee role. I'm glad that she's kind of taken forth and kind of been mm-hmm. the woman that I think she's always meant to be. And mm-hmm. I, I love her relationship with her mom. They seem like they're doing really they're well. They're doing great. Mama she, D. she gave her, you know, a big loan. I don't give a rip. I love her so much. Uh, yeah, I do love Mama D. Um, Steph Holman, Disney princess, as always, just a kind soul. Yeah. And I'm um, glad that uh, I think she, cause I th- but I do think she needed another strong anchor. Because every franchise needs an anchor. Like needs a yeah. woman who's like got her shit together for the most part. And I think she needed a buddy. And I think her and Tiffany are going to be like the pillars of the group that kind of keep everyone like on check. Somewhat, yeah. And somewhat of a level. Not too much. Because like we need, we need them to, you know go off but i think stephanie's got like a pal on tiffany hopefully i'm interested to see cameron's season this year um not as like a you know she's not one of the plastics anymore she's kind of like i guess holding her own except the whole dog situation was really triggering for me um (laughs) just because i i have dogs in the home and i just like if the dogs acted the way that she acts with these dogs like i feel like i I wouldn't be able to handle it so funny um i thought the um 
I thought like the, the dog heard the dog, her dog who that died and that whole story and how that was like produced. I thought that was brilliant. Um, yeah, without Leanne, I think her husband killed the dog. I mean, that's, which is horrible. Um, I think I just got to say that I think, uh, yeah, I think we're going to really enjoy Cameron without Leanne. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we're gonna. And I'm sorry that garage sale where she did she say she made 23 grand on that garage sale? She made like way too much money. Whoa! Okay, I, I can't believe that. I'm a big fan of garage sales. I do garage sales. I did a garage sale when I moved from my last apartment to my new the new house that I'm in now with my roommate, and we made like not even a hundred dollars. <laughs> I was like giving stuff away at the end of the day. I was like, what? Take I, it for five cents. LOL. It's so funny you say that because I vividly remember when um I we had a garage sale when I like decades ago when I was a little kid and I tried to sell my Pokemon cards. I had like, I had a binder full of holographic Pokemon cards and I just wanted to get rid of them. And I was expecting like top dollar. And my mom was like, honey, if this, if you want to sell these at a garage sale, like you give these cards away for a dollar each. And I'm like, you are insane. So I kept them. And then eventually they just disappeared. Those are probably worth something. I now. know. I wish I had known. I, I want I wish I could have kept it. Oh, I was a big, I had Yu-Gi-Oh! I had Simpsons cards. I had Pokemon cards. Yeah. And I just thought, you know, I could make a mean dollar off of it, but that my mom brought me back to reality real quick. Um, but yeah, Dallas is great. Um, there, you know, we have to understand that they are in Dallas and that Dallas handled the pandemic a little differently. Differently. Um, I did like 70s comment like we're on a TV show we're getting tested like crazy Bravo is taking it seriously and keeping them safe so that they can continue to film um, so with that in mind I, I, I'm i grateful for that so that we can just enjoy them and and later we see them with face shields and with masks on later because they do go to other places so I appreciate that they're not taking their Dallas you know mentality with them and I also liked that they all went around and talked about what they were grateful for during the pandemic and I'm glad that Tiffany again brought them back to earth and was like yeah I'm a doctor it's really serious it's really yeah. scary like we're dealing with a lot right now and we all have to have respect and we do know from like news and stuff that Deandra was actually nice oh, to yeah, you told me this yeah so De- Deandra dealt with COVID in a very very she real and intense very way, yes. very sick um, yeah. I'm glad that she's okay yeah. but like um yeah, you, we just, you don't know what's going to happen. So everyone stay safe and stay sane and, and, you know, keep your loved ones close to you. Yeah. Uh, well, I think we made it through all of the franchises yeah, that exhausted. are on. <laughs> I, that's a lot to talk about y'all. Um, well, we had to do the state of the Bravo union. We, really we had did. a lot to talk about. Um, any like s- small Bravo news or anything that we should talk about before we go? I mean, um, we saw, I mean, the Erica Jane drama. Oh my God. Which is like, um, yeah, I mean, I I love Erica Jane. I've been praying that we, I've been praying that <laughs> that there's some sort of plausible deniability that Erica can claim that she didn't know. Um, clank, bitch. Yeah, that she can claim sort of that she didn't know exactly what was going on with her finances. That she just was like, "Hey, I'm getting a check. I'm getting money from my husband who makes a lot of money because he's a high power attorney and he's funding my lifestyle, and that's that." But as the evidence continues to come out, I just don't know if that's true. And I don't know, you know, and she did post recently about, um, you know, that Tom has been um, cheating cheating on her. But I also have information that those that that she's known about the cheating for many years. And that's not really why they're getting divorced. So I I pray for Erica because I love her. But I'm. I'm nervous that we're going to find out some things about her that are, are not good. Yeah. Um, I, Tom, 
I think is a crook. And unfortunately I think that he needs to go to jail. Um, I don't think that would be good for him considering he is very old. Um, but I think that he's done some wrong and I think that he's done some harm to some, a lot of people. And I, unfortunately like no good. Um, let's talk Vanderpump really quick. Cause I have three things I want to talk about Vanderpump. Oh my God, please fill first, me in. I have first no is, um, I'm so happy Sheena's pregnant. Um, good for her. I'm like, I cannot get over how happy I am. I don't think I was able to talk about this on the podcast, but I really do feel like if the show, if the show comes back, um, I think it is. No, I, I mean, I think it is in some way, but I think it's maybe going to be a different show, but I really hope they showcase her as a mother because I think it's Sheena's time to shine. I agree. Um, I've always loved her. I've always really connected with Sheena. Like, I think there's a little Sheena in the mix too. If, if we're talking about Tanya, Shana Bedore and the Eddie mixture, I think there's a, there's a sprinkle of Sheena. I will completely agree with um, you on that. And so, you know, I'm really happy about that. Speaking of pregnancies, Stassi did have her baby. Congratulations. Hartford Charlie Rose, which is a name. Um, it is it is certainly a name. Um, and although I do agree that she and Kristen do not belong on the show anymore, and same with Jax, and I'm glad that he's oh not gosh, on it that's, either. That was my third thing, but um, we'll get into that. Oh, I'm sorry. That. But I, I'm glad that they're not on it either. Um, I do, I wish her and 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 um, her baby well, and... Um, Oh my God, her adorable husband. Bo. Bo. I wish Bo well as well. Um, he's going to need uh, all of our hopes and prayers and blessings. Um, and yeah, I I have hope for the future of Vanderpump. I think that they're, they found gems before and they'll find them again. I just don't think we need to elevate um, people who time and time again have shown us that they're just not the best. Which is why I'm finally celebrating that Jax Taylor is off of Vanderpump Rules. God I've been... fucking blessed. Y'all have heard me on this podcast for years. I do not like Jax Taylor. I think Jax Taylor should have been off the show years ago. I He's homophobic. He's racist. Sexist. XYZ, a sexist. All of the above. Um, but now the rumor is him and Brittany are moving to Kentucky. Where they belong. Um, but they're like, they've been like reaching out to people on like Instagram and stuff like HGTV, like love what you're doing with this house. Like they're really, they're tr- well, cause they're trying to find their next work, platform work. Yeah. Um, again, we can, there is a difference between elevating quote unquote real people who are flawed. Um, which we should, which I totally am down for because it's great fodder for us. But yeah. then there's a line between that and then people who continuously do really shitty things and say really shitty things. And like, I think that we're, we're good without, we're good. We're yeah. good. And unfortunately they will find their platform and they will all find a way to elevate themselves somehow. It doesn't need to be on Bravo. They will figure it out. Um, next time when we come back this week, guys, this Friday, we will be, the we 15th. So soon. So make sure you guys stay tuned. It will be our first real official episode. This We've, was kind of like our intro back into Hot and Bravo, the new format and everything. Um, we're going to be talking, of course, Atlanta. Uh-huh. We'll be talking Dallas, uh-huh. Salt Lake City, uh-huh. OC, and Southern Charm. Southern Charm, which I, by the way, did not get into until the pandemic. But, you know, again, the quarantine uh, really pushes you into new things. And by the way, there's some juicy stuff with that because Austin and Madison are no longer together. And oh. both of them were seen with Jay Cutler and Kristen Cavallari, which is crazy. But now Kristen Cavallari is like evidently with someone else. But like there's this whole big web oh of like God. reality stars. Oh, my and God. Oh, my God. The South. And, you know, I find I that mean, everyone is breaking up and repairing up. You know, it's the pandemic. It's the pandy. Uh, 
But yeah, I'm excited to dive in. I've never do, uh, dove into the Southern Charm universe, so I'm excited to uh, give you my take. And thank you guys for welcoming us back with open thank arms. Thank you so much. Make sure you guys are subscribed wherever you're listening to, whether it's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. Wow, it's been so long since I've said that. And it feels <laughs> yeah, so you good. are elated. And if you're on social media, we're not right now, so you don't follow us. No. If you want to follow hot and bravo on twitter and instagram don't forget our instagram you need to refollow just do it to a quick little double check it'll take you five seconds and just double check to make sure you are following us again it's h-o-t-n as in nancy b-r-a-v-o-d i feel like i was one of those customer service people like n as in nancy or my mother she always does that oh, well I, you know it's an assistant thing you yeah, know you gotta learn how truly, to do truly, it truly truly um hot, at hot and bravo and maybe maybe we're thinking about getting into tiktok but who knows you know we'll see we'll yeah see. we're gonna be giving you as much content as we can because again we we want to provide a fun light escape from um what's going on in the world <laughs> and i need a fun light escape and we <laughs> need it we need you just as much as you need us so um thank you again and eddie again i feel very honored i said it for the third time but i feel very lucky to be doing this it's so much fun to do this and um i love to gab well you're part of you're part of the hot and bravoed and buttered pop fam so welcome matthew it's so great to have you. you and thank you guys for sticking with us we love you and we're so so happy we're back see you next time bye